I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, March 20th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so $500,000 is how much a family of an Ontario woman is suing Tim Hortons franchisees after she suffered burns from hot tea. Now, we thought that McDonald's had said all of this in the 90s, and that's why on every cup, it's like this cup is extremely hot. Have you ever been burned, either literally or figuratively, by a company, Jay? I have, and it's actually quite recent, we bought a gift card to give my daughter to when she went to, uh, I guess, Canada's Wonderland. It's all cash free, right? Or uh, yeah. cash less. And she got there. She's like, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. This is a very common scam. You buy them and then they're actually, the money's already taken off of them. Like scammers. How? have figured. I don't know. As you activate them, someone knows you activate them and take all the money. It's wow. very, very common. I've seen it on Twitter. I've been following this. We did eventually get our money back, but the process to get your money back is like, you know, eight months. Wow. Well, if there are any gift card lawyers listening to the pod today. Be sure to get in touch with Jay because we might have a suit in your hands here. I'm sure we do. Although I do feel bad. I don't like when people get burned. I also wonder who's getting tea at Tim Hortons, but that's a different question, I guess, for a different podcast. You'd be surprised. Many people get tea at Tim Hortons. I see it because they get the really big cups because it doesn't matter. It's the same price if you get the big cup. Right. So you don't pay for the water, you pay for the tea bag, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Brett, aside from this sad woman who does have burns and is trying to get money from Tim Hortons, what do we have for Peak Pals on this Monday? For our first story, AI tax tools. For our second story, slow LNG exports, and for our last story, Kustard takes Europe. For our first story, welcome to the future where staying out of trouble depends on how well you can impress the government's artificial intelligence tools. So, Jay, driving the news here, governments worldwide are boosting their efficiency by leaning on AI to investigate violations across social security, legal, and tax systems. Now, as technology advances and the world becomes more digitized, AI will make it harder to get away with, well, basically anything. For instance, tax authorities in the U.S. and India can aggregate citizens' retail data, payment history, browsing data, tax payment history, and information from social media to detect tax evasion, fraud, identity theft, or hidden assets. And this matters because because AI can recognize patterns in heaps of data so quickly that investigations that would have taken weeks to complete manually now only take minutes. The tools could become so good that they could predict where the next fraud is likely to appear. In Canada since 2017, the government has been looking into how AI can support administrative decisions. The list of official suppliers that can provide the government with responsible and effective AI services, solutions, and products includes 117 companies. They want to build the tax version of Minority Report. And here's the bottom line, AI makes it harder to break the rules, but it doesn't stop people from hiding under mountains of digital data. Plus, several agencies have faced backlash for using AI, including U.S. Child Protective Services and most notably the Danish Tax Authority. For our second story, it's been a minute since we've discussed Canada's ambitions to become a leader in liquefied natural gas LNG exports. How are things going? Well, honestly, not that great. Yeah, Spanish energy company Repsol dashed Canada's LNG to Europe dream after concluding an extreme makeover home edition style renovation of its LNG import terminals in New Brunswick into an export terminal would be, well, just too dang expensive. The company balked at the cost of shipping natural gas from Western Canada across the country, plus adding facilities and pipeline upgrades. There are other proposals in the works, but Repsol's idea to expand on existing facilities showed the most promise as it could have been up and running just faster. It also had strong federal support. Canada's Natural Resources Minister even told Bloomberg that the facility could be up and running by 2025. I guess maybe not. And here's why it matters. Last year, Canada was tapped as the next great LNG exporter despite having 
Let me just check, Brett. Well, zero export terminals. Even though Europe's energy crunch is subsiding, leaders, especially from Germany, are still looking to fully replace Russia as a supplier. Canada could miss out if it doesn't step up. Plus, Canada's future as a potential LNG supplier to Asia, that other big energy market, is a lot murkier after BC passed emissions limits, setting a high bar for future LNG projects. For our third story, though, we're still upset about Kushtard killing off Max Milk. We admit its recent big money moves are impressive. Quebec convenience store giant Kushtard agreed to buy 2,193 service stations across Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg from French energy company Total Energies for 3.1 billion euros, its first acquisition attempt in six years. Some of you may remember the company tried to buy the grocer Carrefour for $20 billion in 2021, but the French government blocked the idea. Yeah, there's a lot of words there, Jay, that I think you kind of stumbled on. It's happening because Kuskart has risen from a humble dépanneur to a global corner store leader thanks to its savvy M&A skills. The 2003 purchase of the American chain Circle K, the brand of most of its stores now that they now under operate under, was its quantum leap. To zoom out, Kushtard, which I did pronounce correctly, has also grown thanks to its willingness to experiment. Recently, this has taken the form of turning its locations in Norway into a testing ground for all things electric. It now operates the country's largest network of EV charging stations. The company is also looking into other electricity-related revenue streams, like installing EV chargers in offices. And the bottom line is this. As gas stations worry about the future powered by electricity, Kushtard just reported 20 billion US dollars in revenue last quarter, up 8% from the year before. In our view, that's an awful lot of coin to put to work to shape what a more modern pit stop could actually look like. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great week, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.